buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. Gary, good morning. How are you? Well, Jim, officially it's afternoon because it's noon and it's Saturday, and so I had a great morning. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing good. Um, you know, Friday was the uh, 19th anniversary of, of 9-11. Yes. And that was one of the saddest days um, in my life watching that, and, I'm, and I, I know it was the same for you. That's, you know, like people talk about, I knew where I was, you know, if you were, if you were there, I knew what I was doing when Kennedy was killed. I knew it, you know, these kinds of things. That's one of the, that's the one that I'll never forget. I remember, um, when the first plane smashed into, uh, the, um, the building, I was at a very, very early morning market analysis to put a value on a house and I remember that we just sort of stopped and looked at the TV, and there, we didn't say anything. We didn't, we didn't know what was going on, but, wow, and then it turned into what it turned into, and it was just bad day. And uh, 19 years ago, I can't believe it's already been that long. Well, definitely one of the, the saddest days in the history of America, there's no doubt about it. Right. And... Um, I certainly remember where I was, and uh, uh, hopefully we never have to experience anything like that again. But yeah. uh, um, not that there's not weird stuff going on, no. But yeah. Well, there is, but uh, uh, that was a uh, something that we had never witnessed in our lifetimes, and uh, yeah. hopefully we never have to witness that again. Exactly. So. Yeah, one of the other things that's happening around that you and I were talking about a little bit ago was um, the wildfires in California. That that is so sad. All those fires, and it's just it, it it's so scary to watch the cars as they drive through the flaming roads. You know, um, these emergency workers and pe- you know people trying to escape, and uh, you know the uh, the crazy daring escapes and the. Uh, you know, the helicopter rescues and stuff, it's just, it, to me, that's all just so sad. Well, listen, I, you and I have talked about this natural disaster stuff for a long time. And what I think it's unprecedented what's going on out there right now. I mean, I think we right. they deal with these annual fires in, in, in primarily it's been California, but now it's Oregon, Washington State. Uh, and these are massive fires, Jim. These are not small fires. And one of the things that you and I have talked about over the years with these with these natural disasters is at what point do people just say enough? Right. We can't live here. And and I've got to tell you, if this if this was was me and my family and I was living in that situation, um, there I would I, I would have been at a point where it's like anymore. I'm we're leaving. Uh, you know, and, and it, it's got to be one of the most difficult, heart-wrenching things for people that grow up, All you spend all your life in an area, and then annually you, you have to deal with these things. And the fear and the panic that 
and the anticipation that you go through waiting for it to happen on an annual basis is be just something I, I wouldn't I wouldn't care to deal with. And you know, is it hard to leave your 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 homeland behind? It's got to be just gut wrenching. But I believe, Jim, and you and I've been talking about this as well, that people are leaving these states in mass, and they're going. They're they're leaving. They've had enough. I think that you know we've we we can see what's going on in Arizona with the mass migrations that are going on there. We can see what's going on in Montana where people are moving to. We can see it in Idaho, uh, Wyoming, uh, Utah. People are moving out of these western areas because they've had enough. They've had enough. And I and I and, also think that what's aiding that is it, you know they've probably been waiting. Um, if you have a job out there, but now that you're this coronavirus, if you're working at home and you're not going to be going back to your to your job and you can move anywhere, that's another thing that just makes the decision that much easier, doesn't it? Well, I think it does. But but I think the other thing that that you really have to deal with is that this emotional, uh, the emotions that people go through. And I think, listen, there are some beautiful areas out there and and, and if you yeah. have a home in, in one of these mountainous valleys whether it be in california oregon washington state whatever uh and you've resided there for so long and you've raised your family and your kids and and uh all of a sudden you reach a point where it's like we can't live here anymore you know you're you're basically uh you, you know exiting one life and going to another and it's it's I, I can't imagine the emotions that people go through and the gut wrenching decisions that people have to make to just finally say we've had enough we can't live here anymore we can't continue to go through this and they move and they go to a different state um, but I think it's happening and I, I think it's I think we're seeing uh, um, uh, the the migration of people moving out of these states into other states uh, because they've had enough. Yep. And I think that personally, I think that California is kind of a wacky state anyway. I don't know that I could ever live there. Um, sorry, any Californians, but you know, I mean, I was out there for, for some other businesses that I was in. I, I just, you know, they, they, they were rioting way back when they would just win a championship in basketball, for example, it's just like insane. I just don't understand the mentality. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense um, that people are leaving. These fires are very scary. Um, their their state is almost bankrupt. I mean, it is. Yeah, it's not really good in California. I don't think so. Well, I can't imagine what it's like to go through that. And I saw some of the videos of around the Golden Gate Bridge. They were showing, uh, you know, instead of San Francisco and Oakland, and uh, I'm just like, <laughs> there's no way I would be staying there. I would be I out. I'm getting out of here, and and uh, but at the same time too, I I, I can't I, I I try to put my things in perspective and and say, well, you know, could I get up and leave Duluth? I mean, if Duluth, you know, and and even though I'm not a real big fan of the cold weather and it lasts so long up here and I don't like it, I can't fathom taking my family and uprooting my kids, taking them out of the school with all the relationships that people have. I, I think it's a lifestyle that that you get so used to, and and you you it's roots, right? You know they call them roots. You you establish roots, you establish relationships, you have a lifestyle. I can't imagine uprooting my family and doing something like that, but I I I, I would, 
if it got to the point to where it's like we keep going through this over and over and over again and I just you get worn out you get burned out you can't deal with it and to have to give up your 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 homestead and and just you know move someplace else that you're not familiar with because of these disasters that are happening it can't be easy and, and the the emotional effect that it has on people's got to be devastating yeah it is and you know i mean we're seeing um you know, exodus is into our area from from other areas regionally. You know, Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, Illinois, um, you know, Iowa, even uh, of people who are are now able to move because they are working from home. And this is, I mean, we've talked about this, but this is this is kind of a. I think that's what's keeping the the Twin Ports real estate scene as hot as it is, is because there's a lot of people coming in that can live here and they choose to live here for that quality of life. You know, so I kind of, there's no question that we're getting people from the twin cities metro area that are, that are want to get out of that area. There's no question that's happening. Uh, and and we, earlier this year, uh, we had a couple from California and I talked a little bit about this on the show that moved here from California, you know, and, uh, uh, but their their big thing was like we wanted to own a home, right? You know, we yeah, could that's never right. Afford yeah. to own a home where we lived, we couldn't buy. It. They're too expensive, and so, um, well, that, you know, yeah, but, but they had never lived here, and they're moving to a cold climate. They've lived there all their lives, and it's like, no, we wanted to buy a home. That was our number one thing. We want to, we want a home, and and that's why they moved here. But then they were military, so transferring with the military is is you know. Uh, people have do have options that way as well. But, right. Uh, I do remember watching yeah. a reality TV show, um, and they, there was um, <clears throat> a couple of teachers who were trying to find their first house in Sacramento. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, I believe that their their price level was like five fifty, <laughs> and it's like, how can they do that? Just young teachers. You know, I mean, that's a, just seems to me to be a big, big number, and I'm sure that puts a lot of stress on being able to own a home out there, and it keeps a lot of people from being able to own a home, for sure. So, well, it's um, California is like you say, it's 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 got some oddities to it, but but there are some beautiful areas out there, and I've I've been to the Northern California area to the Redwood Forest, and it's just fascinating and magical and having to leave stuff like that. I just, I can't imagine with it, but I can't imagine having to deal with that issue, but my goodness, what's going on out there right now is, is yeah. um, it's just not good. Well, and you know, the, the coronavirus is also creating a mass exodus too. I mean, if you live in, you know, high rises in Boston, New York, especially, um, I mean, they do not want to stay there because even once this pandemic is gone, is there going to be another one? So there's a lot of people that are thinking, I'm getting out of the city. So it's a very interesting transition. Yeah, people are fleeing these cities, these high-density areas. They're going into the suburbs, into yeah. the rural areas. Um, and uh, it's it's just a big, for, for the real estate community and housing in general, Jim, it's a massive shift of that's yeah, taking is. place. And, and I, I don't know how it's going to shake out, but, uh, um, boy, oh boy, it's, uh, it's, it's an unprecedented shift that we're dealing with in the real estate community nationally, local, locally in different localities. I mean, it's, it's just something I don't think we've ever witnessed before. Yep. 
Hey, you know what? That's going to lead us right to our first break. So, folks, stay tuned. Gary and I will be right back with more Twin Ports Real Estate Show right here on KDAL. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here every week on 610 AM. And, Gary, what is our FM dial? 103.9 on FM. I've almost got it. 103.9. I can never remember that dial for whatever reason. Anyway, we're here every Saturday from 12 to 1. And, uh, Gary, why don't you give out your phone number so people can get a hold of you? I'm at 218-390-0615. And my telephone number is 218-348-7653. Okay, Gary, so... um, According to Friday's Duluth News Tribune, there's some development going on um, around the golf course, huh? Well, the Anger, Anger, yep. Anger Golf Course. I mean, there was a, a story in the, in the Duluth News Tribune. Yeah, the driving range, yep. there, uh, There's a proposal to build some property up there, uh, residential housing. And um, what are your thoughts on that, Jim? Well, I mean, it's certainly going to have a view. <laughs> um, well, it is. I mean, and and the uh, the driving range is what houses the driving range is quite a big piece of property. Um, well, it's a ten acre site that they're yeah, talking about right. you know, building this on. Exactly, and, and uh, it's going to be a really, really, really beautiful views. And uh, I mean, I'm for it. Um, they're not really going to be touching the golf course. Um, by the way, it's weird. I haven't played anger this year. Jeez Louise. Um, and I play golf, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, very interesting. Um, there wasn't a lot of, uh, description of exactly what the units would be that I could see. Um, but it looks like. Well, they're uh, talking about a mix of, of housing. Right. Uh, it's currently zoned R1 up there. Yep. It'd have to be rezoned um, to R2. Family dwellings, and they want to change the, uh, uh, the zoning to R2, which would allow for what they call higher densities right. uh, type housing. And, uh, um, but they want to use, uh, you know, they got the term affordable housing in there, uh, mixed income development, um, that type of stuff with diversity of units and price points and that kind of thing. So, um, and that, uh, this obviously isn't etched in stone at this point. No. I think that they're 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 getting a proposal to move forward as to what it would look like. And um, oh, and there will the, be uh, debate. There's no doubt about that. Well, there will be, but but also interesting. I mean, this is obviously a local issue, and right. and they one of the names they mentioned in there for the the gentleman that's that is with the Minnesota Consulting Group LLC. Um, and he's actually the C- CEO and the founder of this uh, uh, LLC is Keith Baker, and and I don't know I haven't seen this guy, but if if I'm correct because they said that he grew up in Duluth and he was a 1970 graduate of, of Duluth Central, and I went to Central and uh, my graduating year was 1976, and I knew the Baker family. Oh yeah, and so um, and I, I believe he's a brother. I don't know if you remember Michael Baker. He's the big drummer. He was ended up being a drummer for the Whitney Houston band. And just a very talented oh, yeah, yeah, family, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. way back when. And um, if, if this is uh, Keith Baker's, he's part of the Baker family. That's I feel I, I, I that was a connection that I thought, wow, this would be great, you know, if, if he could come up here and do that. So um, 
uh, and and the, the, some of the trails and, and everything that's up in that area, I think this would be just a, a massive success. I would be a very positive thing, you know. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a great spot for it. Um, although, what brings me, what, what brings up, what that brings to mind is the Duluth Central site. I mean, that's obviously another one that would have like tremendous views. Um, it just got to figure out a way to to move that property as well. Well, I I, I agree, and and but but one of the things that Duluth. Uh, I think would be a, a big success when it comes to housing. And I think it's success in other communities. And, and you tell me, because you're, you're a much bigger golfer than I'm ever going to be. And, uh, uh, but housing on golf courses, I think is wildly successful across yeah, the country. And they've talked about doing this out at Lester park as well. The, the Lester park golf course. And I believe that's a much bigger site, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of, of like 50 acres or so is housing on a golf course, Jim. Do you think it's attractive? Yes. Oh, yeah, I do. I think it is. Um, we actually, our house in Florida is is on the 10th green of a golf course. And, okay, and you, do you like it? Oh, yeah. Well, here's what I would say. I want to be on the green. Have windows yet? I want to be on the green. No, no, no. I, I, they've, uh, a couple of golf balls have creamed off the lanai and off the roof and stuff, but I'd rather be on the green than the tee box because the tee box is usually where the chatter and the and the challenges are, and you know who's going to win this hole, and that's when it get you know people get a little bit louder. The green, they're always so quiet because everybody wants to putt, so that's really nice. So, um, but yeah, I think that uh, housing development around a golf course is, uh, I think, is natural, and it, it creates um, a lot of different avenues for those people who live there. As far as um, you know, when the course isn't open or early, early, early morning. They can certainly go walk on the golf cart paths. You know, very safe, very easy to walk on. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a great idea, and it's a no-brainer. And I think they could do that in some areas around Namaji as well. I mean, why not, you know? Um, of course, Namaji is by the Namaji River, and there's some other environmental impacts, and there's pipelines, and, you know, it's probably a little bit more difficult. But sure, why not? I think that that would be a be a great idea um and certainly it's done all over the country well i i agree i think it would be a big hit and something that we don't have up in duluth and and you know there's not a lot of new home construction going on in duluth i mean i think it's it's it, it happens but it's it's sporadic i mean it's certainly not what's been going like it what's been going on up in hermitown which has been exploding Right. With uh, with new construction and commercial in uh, everything, I mean, it's just been massive, um, and so I think it's it's something that it, it would be good to see that 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 happen in Duluth, and I hope that they move forward with it. I hope it happens, and uh, I, I would be a big fan of, of it as well. And and both at Anger and Lester Park, I, I hope that they do something with housing in, in Lester Park, um, but I also hope that they keep the price points uh, to where people can afford them not it's not just for you know these things they're not going to be 500,000 plus homes you know where a lot of people they just can't afford them we just don't have that type of a of a support system here in Duluth where people can can go out and, and, and buy those types of houses you know when you look at the numbers on where people buy houses in Duluth it's just nowhere near that the numbers are so small so it'd be nice if it could be something that that could be kept to where you know even if it was in like the 350 range I think that you've seen some right. some uh uh 
people buying houses in, in that type of an, uh, of a price point that I, I think is a, a little bit more affordable. So be interesting to see ultimately what it is, but exciting. Very well, and exciting. of course, that becomes the biggest challenge. I mean, we were just talking about um, California wildfires. You, you add in the recent hurricane and where are building prices now they're crazy are there building supplies around yes are there shortages oh for sure there are shortages it's it's very hard um to build an affordable house right now and i think something that people should be considering is you know you take your your basic side-by-side duplex you know that can become a twin home um you can have pod developments where um, the street doesn't always have to be, you know, perfectly straight, right? You kind of have these little pod developments like they have out in, actually in California, where they'll have these twin homes and they kind of go around in, a, in kind of a big semi-circle and then they have a kind of like a common area, um, picnic area and things of that nature. And, and I think it's a pretty cool concept and I think that's something that would work. And those houses, if you can develop them, you know, at 20 a time, I mean, therefore you need a big developer, you know, the costs go down because they, you know, they build just like a factory floor, um, you know, starting with ground preparation to foundation work. And then the next house has got, you know, the, the sticks in the air. And then the next house is being sided. The next house is having the interior done. I mean, it's just so efficient to build that way as opposed to, you know, custom builders, I mean, they have big crews, and I was talking to a custom home builder, Jason Roletsko, yesterday. His crew is slammed. Um, they're so busy. And and do you know, do, funny about thing about Jason is, is do you know what's interesting? His own house is overdue because he can't get to his own house, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of construction going on, um, but we could make more affordable if we could get you know, some big dollars in, and there's a big developer, a big area. So very interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's something to, that, you know, to keep, for us to keep an eye on, but, but it's, it's an exciting concept and I hope that they, they can bring it to reality and that they can make it work because I think it, it's something that Duluth needs. And I think it's something that will help Duluth. Um, you know, even though the golf season up here is so short, I still think it would be a wild success. And, uh, uh, I'm, I, for one, am hoping that that this moves forward and uh, we can we can see that happen. Um, but but my other thing on, on this too is is trying to visualize what type of a house it would be. And, and like you know you were indicating, do you think these homes would have basements, or do you think they would be built on slabs with like in-floor heat and stuff like that? Well, <clears throat> I think it could be. Uh, I think it could be basements. I think it could be crawl spaces. I think a crawl space is kind of um, another way to go. Basements. So many times people say, ah, I wish they wouldn't have put a basement in. You know, I've, I've sold spec homes before, um, specifically over on Spartan Circle, most recently, which is over by the high school in Superior. And number 10 there, which is now sold several times, um, that was the first spec house that we had, and that had a basement. And I can't tell you how many people said the same thing. We love this floor plan. We just don't want the basement. Um, so I think that if you're going to be building, you know, especially one level, like twin homes or whatever, I mean, it depends on the square footage. Maybe there would be a need for a basement so people would have more storage room. Um, but it's not that they're looking for a finished basement. I, I don't think, you know, well, I look at, at, 
the some of the housing out there on off of the St. Louis River below uh, Spear Mountain on the lower side of Grand Avenue in Bayview, uh, Bayview townhomes. Um, and and what they did back when they built those is they did a combination of slab and basements. Yeah. And so I think I think it, it depends on if they have a need or ultimately what what the design concept looks like. But I think a mixture of like maybe having some basements and these would be walkout basements. They wouldn't be like fully, you know, backfilled around. But uh, and a combination of slabs, because I think that there's a whole variety of of um, options that people want when they look at housing. And and quite frankly, a a lot of people are moving as they they get older and they 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 want a, a little bit more convenience in their lifestyle. They don't want basements anymore. And they just want everything on one level. They want to be able to exist on one level. So I think that, that there's there if they can have options to where, hey, if we want a little bit more square footage, you know, we can have a basement. But but I think you bring up a good point, and you say, well, if they do this and they build all these things, ultimately they're going to sell. And which ones are going to be uh, resold most frequently? And and you look at that, and I think your point about is like, yeah, we just don't want the basement and. Uh, that could be something to to, uh, uh, to look at too. Is like, hey, once they build these in five, ten years down the road, which ones of these things resell the most, and, well, and why? Yeah, and I also think that people always think of you know um, buildings that are just like a rectangle and go straight. I, I do like the duplexes or the twin home idea where you build it on a corner and the properties are joined, but they face up, they face different streets. And that looks, um, I think that's very appealing. I think, and when you look at these, let's say that you've got, you've got two houses together, duplex, just call it a side by side duplex. They put a firewall down the middle and all of a sudden, you know, you've got, you've got these, uh, these townhouses, twin homes. Um, and you know, you can call them anything you want. They could build a basement, and a perimeter foundation. You wouldn't have to have the cost of a complete and full finished basement. You could have a smaller basement that houses, you know, the utilitary things. You know, your furnace, your your all your other units of the house. So there's a lot of different ways to go. But um, you know, I personally, I think that uh, if people had a choice, and maybe I'm wrong, you could correct me here. I personally would rather have a foundation than a slab. I think living on a slab is is hard on your body, um, and I like the extra extra give. Any thoughts on that? Well, I, I listen. We've seen them both. You know, on a personal preference, I probably would prefer a slab. But I, I've seen some uh, some of the crawl spaces that they build nowadays. They're really nice. They are. And and one of, and and these things are maybe. We got three feet of headroom between them, but they're well done. Yeah, three, and, four uh, feet. It's I, all I recall, cement. Yeah, there's no. People yeah, think of a crawl yeah. space and they think it's dirt down there, and you got to ventilate it. No, 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 no. This is, you know, you've got air exchangers, and it's all yes. slab, and you've got a way down there, and you know, you're not going to be walking around down there, but but you certainly can um, can move around down there for your for your um, repairs and whatnot. And I I had one in particular that the uh, person that built this house. He had the wildest design set up on this crawl space, and, and I mean it. There was maybe four feet between the 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 floor and the and the floor joists. But what he had done uh, is he he built these. He took these like uh, 
uh, you know when you the people the auto mechanics when they have to lay on the dolly and they have to crawl yeah go under on, underneath the car and, and they're yep. laying on that thing that goes around on wheels so they don't have to lay on the on the floor but he'd taken one of these things and and, and customized it and he put a chair on it and he could go down this basement and he would sit <laughs> in this thing and he could roll himself around wherever he wanted to go in this basement and uh it was uh very interesting <clears throat> that is a great idea oh man yeah i can just yeah that would work but the thing is is that you know you shouldn't have to go down there i mean the only time that anybody would go underneath in your crawl space is, like I said, if you need some service to a furnace or, or things of that nature, things that you're going to hire out. Um, and, yeah, I, I just think I, I've lived, my wife and I, Debbie, we lived on a, in a slab house for five years. And I, I constantly, I think it was after about a year, sore knees and, you know, achy joints and stuff. And, and it went away after we moved. So I am sort of anti-slab, I guess. but Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, and maybe that's just me. I mean, I'd like to know if it, if other people would, would suffer that kind of uh, fate themselves. But uh, yeah, it sure didn't do my 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 body any any favors. So, well, all right, Gary, we're cruising in on another break here, so let's take it now. And folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Oh, but Gary, before we go, give out your phone number one more time. Two one eight three nine zero zero six one five. Okay, my number is 218-348-7653. we got two segments coming up, folks, so hang in there, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running, Gary Callagher here from REMAX Results. All right, Gary, let's, um, where do you want to transition to? Do you want to talk about what's going on in our market? Well, we've got uh, we've got some market issues, but the utilities. I think we want to talk a oh, little that's bit right. about yeah. uh, yep. something we don't talk about much, Jim, which is a big part of housing, be it whether you own your house or or you're renting. And uh, uh, some of the things that people don't think about, you know, when when they look get into housing, is what does it cost to run these houses? What does it cost to maintain these houses? You know, and and we have this term that we use. It's called utilities, and it's one of the biggest questions that people ask us is, you know, what are the utility costs, <clears throat> whether they're buying a house to live in or whether somebody is buying an investment property and who pays for the utilities if you're buying an investment property. And so I think that those are always big things. And then what take what, you know, when it comes to housing in, in, in the Twin Ports gym, we have a lot of old housing stock. And so some of the efficiency of housing can be compromised uh, when it comes to utilities simply because there's a, there are a lot of inefficiencies and, and what are some of the things that people can do to help uh, keep some of these utility costs down but I think obviously the biggest utility cost that we face uh, up here in the Twin Ports gym is heat and whether yeah. it be oil natural gas, wood, pellet, whatever and that's one of the uh, biggest costs too to maintain not only you know what does the heat itself cost but maintaining the equipment um, you know to keep it functional no. I think you're absolutely right. You know, you're having your furnace work properly and efficiently, I think is huge. And getting it inspected annually, I think is important. And, um, uh, but, but, the, but when you deal with heat and then we have electricity, uh, and then you have, you know, locally here, we have water and sewer that we pay for. You have trash as a utility, um, you know, so you have these things, cable TV, internet, all those types of things that people are going to have that they, that they want. And, and, you know, what is too much for people to pay? And what are some of the average costs that, that, uh, that people are going to pay for utilities? And, and they've actually uh, 
posted on Realtor.com what some of the national averages are for some of these utilities. I mean, when you look at electricity, they're saying that an average monthly bill is $110. And for natural gas, they're saying that the average monthly bill is $72. That's going to be low up in this marketplace, especially as we get into yeah. the winter. Water is $70 a month, which seems high. And um, uh, cable TV, they say, is an average of $85 a month, which is low. <laughs> internet, you see, well, when you include the internet, you could be paying $150 a month for cable and internet. Right. And that seems a little bit more on average. And then uh, trash, recycling, they have an average of, of $14 a month, which I think is way low uh, when you compare it to up here. And so you have a basic average monthly cost for utilities of right at four hundred dollars, and uh, and so when you look that's at that, that's a serious bite. You know, what is, you know what's that? I mean, that's a serious bite out of a budget. Well, that's four hundred bucks a month. I yeah. mean, if you're paying rent and you're paying fifteen hundred dollars for rent, and then you have to pay the utilities, and you have another four or five hundred dollars a month on utilities, that's two thousand dollars a month. Right. And and so you know that's you know you. When you when you look at that annually, that's you know um, twenty four thousand dollars a year just for your your rent and your and your uh, utility cost. If that if you know based on those numbers, but it's the same thing for housing. And then you add in that if you own your house, Jim, and you and you pay these costs, you're going to have things like repairs. You know, if something breaks, you got to fix it, or if you got to change a hot water heater, uh, you know, or a furnace or whatever, you, you have to pay for that. So sometimes the costs. Um, you know, that a cost to maintain the property that you're in, be it um, you own it or you rent it. Uh, you know, when people get into this, if they don't look at this stuff up front, they sometimes they, you know, they get surprised by the amount of money that it costs to, main, to, to live in these places, plus the cost of utilities. So it's something people have to consider. And I think it's one of the top questions that we deal with up here is, is people want to know what the utility costs are. So they have a handle on uh, you know, being able to pay for these things, living within their means. And I think it's a, a real big issue. And, and they also, they posted what the top, the most expensive utilities per state are. Okay. Or what the, the, the states, You've the got top me. five. I'm what start are they? From number five and go down. Number five is Georgia. They have an average of 441 per month of utility costs. Really? Their number electricity costs must be through the roof. Well, that's southeast. You know, yep. these are all... Four of these are in the Southeast Corridor, and, and wow. one of them isn't. And uh, number four is Alabama. That's an average of 448 a month. South Carolina is 450 a month. Florida, an average is 459 a month. And the the number one most expensive place for average utilities is Hawaii. Really? Well, I, I guess I can believe Hawaii, but there's nothing where there's any snow in the list. There's no cold. Well, it's air conditioning. I mean, right? You, yeah. You know, you're living, you're running these air conditioners year around down there. It's, it's, uh, it is. It is uh, just like your their heat. Their cooling season is our is is probably worse than our heating system. I guess I never realized that. I thought that when you said the top top, you know, five utilities, I I guess it doesn't surprise me that some of them are from the south. But man, they're. I mean, Duluth didn't make it. Um, that wow. Well, you know? I I think if if. You know, I think these are averages. You got to remember these are averages. I think right. the reality of the situation is, it's like wherever you live, depending on your comfort level. I mean, some people like their heat up here at seventy-two. Some like it at sixty-five. Right. There's a big difference in, in what it costs you to to pay for heat between sixty-five and seventy-two. 
and oh yeah, you know, so oh, depending yeah, that's on your huge, life, yep. lifestyle, I mean, that can dictate some of these costs too. So these are just an average based on the study that they did. But the least, well, um, the, the states with the the least monthly utilities are number five is Idaho, average of three fifty seven a month. Number mm-hmm. four is Montana, average of three fifty two. Uh, number three is Colorado, with mm-hmm. an average of three hundred forty eight dollars a month. Number two is Utah. Uh, average of 345 and number one is new mexico with an average of 344 so um you know and basically the top five states for the least amount of monthly utilities they're all within like 20 bucks of one another from the top to the bottom right and they're all centrally they're all located if you look at idaho montana colorado utah new mexico i mean geographically they're right around one another you know so, what was what was the difference between the highs and the lows it, that was like a hundred bucks wasn't it? i mean it wasn't it wasn't quite that much well 587 for hawaii yep. was the number one most well, expensive for yeah. utilities i think we can throw hawaii the, out because you know i think they have extenuating circumstances why it's obviously high well florida would have been 460 that was number yep. two for the highest and uh, new mexico was number one for the least expensive which was at 344 so, so for over 100 bucks a month savings wow. you know um, uh, but, but it's just something for people to, to think about. It's a big question people want to know about uh, utilities. What does it cost to run our house, whether we're renting it or we own or that we're owning it. And, and then some of the things that people can do to help, um, you know, especially up here with the heat, uh, is, and one of the biggest things that I see Jim is people hey, and they keep their, FYI, you have four they, minutes, they, have so. the, they have the dryer door open. Yep. And so uh, I think that's a big thing. The windows open, taking your air conditioner out of the window when the in the when when the uh, summer is over. Uh, it's amazing we walk into houses and you see these these window air conditioners still in the window. Right. And uh, you got to get them out of there because it's it's uh, it's really adding to their heat cost. Yeah, you know. Um, now let's talk about just for a second. I have had a couple of chimneys that had to be replaced this year. One of them is is uh, um, on a property on Wallace over by UMD that they're just finishing up today. Um, and this gentleman, this seller, had uh, I think three different companies look at the chimney, and two out of the three um, to get them lined up to do the work was several several weeks out. Because they're so busy building new chimneys elsewhere. So it's very interesting. Um, and that's one of the biggest home inspection issues, I think, um, that comes up. And I, I pay extra attention to these chimneys because, you know, you can be, ta- you're talking about six to $10,000 um, just to build. Um, this particular one is to build from the rooftop up, which is probably about four feet. And it's about $6,000. You know, so these things are expensive. And if you have a chimney that goes all the way outside of your house and that goes bad, holy mackerel, that is just a ton of money. So, um, yeah, you've got to pay attention to these things. And utilities are important. We can never be without. Um, But I think the last thing to think about this, Gary, is this is the time of year to make sure you call and schedule to have your furnace um, checked and cleaned and make sure that it's running efficiently with no carbon dioxide or monoxide. I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, we're coming into the heating system. Did you turn your furnace on yet? No, October one is my day. I don't turn my furnace on before October one. Do you tell Do you tell the kids? All right, get blankets. 
Well, they, you know, they're in interior rooms in their bedrooms, so it's, it doesn't get too cold in there. But uh, um, I think my wife would like it on. <laughs> Um, but I just, I've always had that rule. I don't, I turn my heat off by the end of February and I don't turn it on again until October one. And you get some chilly nights, but we got a fireplace. Hey, and, uh, Gary, um, Gary, you know, as, as happily married men, um, we're wise and we choose our battles. So I get it. You're like no heat till October one. And that's probably the only thing you're going to win. <laughs> so, Yep. I like your idea. I turned mine on the other day because it was cold in that house, um, but uh, it, it, it hasn't really come on very much at all. But yeah, a lot of people turned it on. I've asked several people, and they're like, "Yeah, we turned it on," and uh, and that's fine. I mean, if people want it on, I just uh, I just shut I, off I the air, like to, right? Yeah, we just shut your we just shut our air conditioning off. Yeah, and exactly. Like, I'm not turning that heater on right after we shut the air conditioning off, but yep. but some people do, and that's fine. And uh, uh, you know, that's that's the way it goes. Yep. Well, there you go. All right, Gary, give out your phone number. we got a break coming up. 218-390-0615. And if you want to reach me, 218-348-7653. We're going to be right back to wrap up the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Stay tuned. If you're looking for a new career in an enjoyable, clean, sanitized, and temperature-controlled environment, then consider joining the Raven Crossbows family. The online application process is simple, and there are many positions available for anyone in need of work with no prior experience required. With their in-depth training programs and friendly staff, you don't have to be a sportsman to enjoy being a part of the Raven Crossbows team. The benefits of working with Raven are endless, including normal weekday hours with no nights or weekends, competitive starting wages, two weeks of paid time off in the first year, and 10 paid holidays. On top of that, Raven offers free dental insurance, as well as plans for medical and vision insurance. Not to mention generous employee discounts on Raven's products. There's no fine print. If you're looking for a new career, this is the real deal, especially for those pursuing a career in the outdoor industry. If you'd like to learn more or apply, visit ravencrossbows.com in the careers section under the About tab. Now's the time to get a great deal on select Kubota subcompact and compact tractors. Our reliable number one selling tractors are designed for easy operation and feature all the performance matched attachments needed to tackle any job. Right now, get zero down at 0% APR for 84 months and save up to $1,700 plus no payments for 90 days. Now through October 31st, see us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call Bobcat of Duluth at 218-727-7377 or stop by 4610 West Arrowhead Road, Duluth. At Zenith Auto Glass, our staff has over 100 years of experience. We're insurance agency recommended, and Zenith Auto Glass is 100% locally owned and operated. No call centers. When you call us, you get us. We're conveniently located on Trinity Road near the mall. Fast and contact-free mobile service available, too. From Hinckley to the Twin Ports to Grand Marais, we have you covered. Call the five-star team at Zenith Auto Glass today for all your auto glass needs at 218-275-5555. That's 218-275-5555. All right, here we go, Gary. One more, one more little segment on the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Thanks for listening, folks, to us on KDAL. Uh, are we in our eleventh year now? Two thousand eight is when we started this. Twelve. Wow. Yep. Time flies. I I don't know about you, but I'm not getting any older. <laughs> you mean younger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel younger. 
Hey, so Gary, another interesting article from yesterday's paper. What do you think about replacing the Blocknet Bridge with a tunnel? That was quite interesting. Don't know how they could do it, you know. They have uh, to go under the shipping I, lanes. You know how deep that tunnel would be? I, I, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I, have you been through the, uh, what's the tunnel uh, out in New York? The Holland Tunnel, I think it's called. I haven't. It connects New York and New Jersey. And, uh, you know, I've been out there a number of times. And every time I go into that tunnel, I just am so freaked out. And, oh, yeah. uh, and so these, uh, these tunnels is, are, um, I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting, but I just don't know how they can do it. I, I don't know. Yeah, like it's, but it's an interesting read. Um, but it's, it's uh, I guess, what you would call looking at all options. Um, you know, the Blatnik Bridge now is, is quite old. And uh, it it's it's time for it to be replaced. Um, I remember first hearing about this probably ten years ago at a chamber of commerce meeting where they were talking about it. And these things uh, take a lot of planning and a long time. But um, the Blotnik was uh, was built. Oh, let's see, 1961. You know, um, it's a little bit older than me, and that's old, right, Gary? But, hey Jim, you know we, I want to remind everybody that the mortgage interest rates are really great yeah, right now. Are. The thirty-year conventional fix bumped up a little bit to two point seven five zero this week. The twenty years at two point six two five, fifteen years at two point two five, and then FHA and your VA thirty-year convention or fixed interest rates for those mortgage products are both at two point two five zero. So these mortgage interest rates, Jim, are just phenomenal. They're still helping to fuel the real estate market. And I think that as we move down the road here and we get into this election and what happens, obviously we don't know, but I think these mortgage interest rates are going to be the big story of the year. And uh, ultimately what, what happens with them, I think it's driving the marketplace right now. And uh, uh, it's it's good to see that and uh, with refinances and uh, yeah, uh, purchase, new home purchases. Yeah, and those people who are considering a refinance, folks, you should get, get it underway right now because I think it's December one. There's going to be a new fee going in on uh, on most home refinances. Um, I think it's is it a half a point? Um, uh, I'm not aware of that one. But, oh uh, yeah, no, the no, refi- they... the refinance interest rates are a little bit higher than the, the right. new purchases. So um, if, no, you, they... if you hear a rate, you know, a, a refi rate, they're going to be a little bit higher on the interest rate. Yeah, they they tried to pass that um, as of like August first, but the 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 um, lending institution itself, I mean, the, the, the group of lenders, they said, hey, 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 we can't do that. We can't pass along these costs. We've already announced what the costs are going to be. So they finally pushed it back to, I think it's December 1st. But yes, if you're going to refinance, refinance now. All right, Gary, quickly give out your phone number before we got a checkout. 218-390-0615. And my number is 218-348-7653. And thanks as always for tuning in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. And Gary, football starts this weekend. Go Vikes. Vikings Packers yeah, this week. Big game. Big I game. can hardly wait to watch. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening, everybody.